Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Okay. Hey everybody, and welcome to season two of Tell Me About Your Damn Book. This is the very first episode of season two. We're gonna have a lot of fun. It's gonna be a really wonderful season. We've got some wonderful authors lined up, and my author today is Sarah Taylor. Sarah, Hi. welcome Thank to Tell Me About Your Damn me. Book. So happy to have you here. Thank you. Now, you have been writing for uh, 10 years, is that right? Yes. My goodness, yep. wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you poor thing. Yeah, you know, poor, poor true. thing. Um, and you, so you joined the army, you joined the military mm -hmm. after high school. Yes. Were were you an army brat? Was this was this no, a really? It was just kind of a whirlwind, just sort of very spontaneous thing. Really? Yes. Spontaneously joined the military. Yes. Okay. Yes. That, I I haven't heard of that one, but okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, what was the what was the impetus? What 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 was the moment that you you decided to do that? So I actually uh, I was in high school my senior year, and mm -hmm. a girlfriend of mine was talking about meeting a recruiter okay. for the army and I was like you're not doing that you are not joining the army and I was like in fact I'm coming with you to meet with the recruiter just to not let you do it <laughs> okay so you were there to stop your friend from, from joining okay I was there to stop my friend from joining okay. and when we met with the recruiter it was me that was the one that wanted to join not her anymore <laughs> I don't ask how that happened but she just I didn't know enough about it. Uh -huh. I didn't know what it was really like until they explained it to me. And I was like, you know what? This actually would be for me. Huh. So I was just young. I didn't really know what I wanted to do after high school. And I just was like, you know what? This It gives you college money. It gives mm -hmm. you experience. Sure. So I thought it was you know, something to do in between college and okay. high school. So Wow. Yeah. Uh, why the Army? Why, why not the Marines, the Navy, the Air Force? That's a good question. Probably because my friend was meeting with an Army recruiter. Okay. So that's who I, my first experience with the military was, and it was just sort of what I was, you know, introduced to, so I was just going from there. Okay. All right. So she defaulted to the Army yes. because it was an Army recruiter. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's the one who got me first. It all worked out, so that's, that's the did. important thing. It did. So now you were deployed. Yes. Where were you deployed? I was deployed um, in Bosnia. And really? then again, I was deployed in Iraq. Okay. Yep. So I was in Bosnia from 1999 to 2000, and then I was in Iraq from 2003 to 2004. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, positive experience? Yeah. I mean, uh, Bosnia was a, it was a peacekeeping mission, so oh. it was a really positive um, you know, experience to see people who are taking back their lives in the community. Um, Iraq was not the same. It was, you know, um, quite a different experience. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. Now, while you were deployed, you started writing children's books. I did. So we kind, I kind of got the idea right before we were going to Iraq. Mm -hmm. I was like, gosh, there's going to be so much time when you're just kind of like sitting there in a tent. There's no anything to do. Uh -huh. um, what am I going to do to keep myself busy? And that's, I had always thought about being a writer and I just kind of didn't know how to pursue it. Mm -hmm. um, and I was reading an article about people, they need more children's books. So I was like, all right, I can, I'll, that's for me. That's something I could do to, you know, keep myself busy during 
the time when we're just not doing anything. Okay. So that's how I got my, and that's what I did. Wow. So, so were your your fellow soldiers supportive of this? Did they know that you were um, doing this? I don't really think anybody knew I was doing oh. this. Yeah, it's hard to like start, like how many pages, <laughs> how many, you know, it's really kind of, uh, it, it takes a while to kind of get into it. Sure. I, I mean, I'd been year. I was already in my twenties, so it'd been years since I'd even re you know read a ch children's book of mm -hmm. my own. So um, it was you know I, it was something I really shared with anybody right away because I didn't know what I was doing yet. <laughs> okay. So, um, okay. That yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it just kind of looked like I was writing a letter home. Right. Yeah, okay. All right. There. Sure. The letter home. Sure. That makes sense. Now you write stories about families experiencing PTSD, stories about soldiers mm -hmm. uh, talking to school children about their missions mm -hmm. overseas. How do you how do you write those in because PTSD is, is obviously a, right. a, a, a very serious yeah. thing mm -hmm. and, and so is being deployed. Right. Uh, how do you write about those things without scaring the right. children? Right, so that's exactly what I didn't want to do was scare anybody and I just kind of touched very loosely on it. Okay. Um, because I'm not a therapist, I'm not a doctor, so I can't give, you know, very specific details. I kind of just, um, it's kind of a guide to kind of help, you know, kids maybe understanding what their parents are gonna go through. And what happens is when everyone comes home, you're first so excited and everyone goes through it and you just wanna be with your family. It's all you thought about the whole time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you catch up on the things you didn't get to do and you really appreciate the life that you didn't have for a little while. Mm -hmm. But then after a few months, the novelty of you wears off and you know, friends are just kind of used to you being home and you kind of go back into this depression of like wanting to go back there and wanting to be in that comfort zone again of what you just experienced. And um, it can affect family and friends. It's like, well, why aren't they excited anymore? Why aren't they? you know, why do they not want to be with us anymore? Why do they want to go back to where they just were? Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of a natural thing that happens and it's not that the family or kids or anyone did anything wrong. It's just what, you know, soldiers very often go through. So it was good to help family understand like they aren't doing anything wrong, mm -hmm. um, that this is just, you know, a stage of coming home. Mm -hmm. And the best thing to do is kind of maybe look into some help for their soldier or family member if they need it and just understand that they just need your support and it's not you and you know time will help heal right right so and just I loosely touch on it because it's you know it's geared towards kids uh -huh. to understand that sure so sure. my characters relate to hopefully something they're relating to gotcha okay were there books like the ones that you've written did they exist before you started writing? I couldn't find any. Really? Yeah. So you were I filling uh, uh, a need. You were right. you found a hole and you filled right. it. Right. And of course, there are a lot today since uh -huh. it's, you know, because um, I started very early on. I was one of the first people that deployed over, you know, after 9 11. Mm -hmm. I was one of the first people, um, groups that deployed over there. So um, when I came home from Iraq, I 
I was done with the military and I got into the family readiness program. So it's like a support group for soldiers and families. Okay. Um, and that's when when I was thinking, you know, let me write something about what children might be experiencing. Mm -hmm. And that's how I came up with the idea. And at the time, I couldn't find anything because I looked to buy some for the family members, but there was nothing. Hmm. So nice. Yeah. Nice. Now, is there a way because? I, I feel like the military and politics are sort of they're they're intertwined. Is okay. there do you do you keep it apolitical? Is there a way to keep it apolitical? Um, I didn't really get too political with what you know I would have to say like in my experience, I don't at maybe at my level, it wasn't about getting too political. Um just kind of we stayed with our chain of command and what we were supposed to do and this is you know what we signed up for so it wasn't um, you know I would say maybe towards the end it kind of got political where my unit had to uh, we actually were extended twice okay so um, then it got a little bit more political I would say about why our units here and mm -hmm. Um, families started writing to Congress and <laughs> right but, um, there's that sure but it was just kind of like you sign up and this is what you're called to do if the and you support your commander-in-chief and I was just very supportive of what my country needed from me nice nice was it was it fun to write these books or was it difficult for you um I thought it was actually I, ha I really had fun with it because it's something I can relate to and the people around me could relate to mm -hmm. um, so I had I had a lot of fun with it I just I love writing I I love writing from my heart and what feels right and what I can relate to so I had a great time doing it Wow she loves writing that's <laughs> wow I wish I loved writing um, now I I, it, I have my notes here and uh, this says something about camouflage fabulous. Yes. What's what's camouflage fabulous? So that was actually <laughs> what my first novel that okay. I wrote about, and I kind of it was loosely based on very loosely based on my experience, but I felt that there wasn't a, lo a lot of inventory out there about military books that kind of had the woman you know, is the starring role. Okay. A lot of military books, but they weren't really from a woman's point of view mm -hmm. or, um, you know, you see all these movies, Jarhead and everything like that, but none of them were really centered on the woman. So I'm like, and there are so many women in the military. It's a different world today. Now we allow sure. women in the infantry and, um, you know, they're kind of, it's more of a, a normal thing than it was probably years ago. Sure. So I wanted um, women who were joining the military or women in the military to have that novel to pick up and kind of have a soldier that they relate to. And again, still, even especially where I was a military police officer, there was very few women. You were a military I police was, officer. Yes. I forgot to ask what you were even doing yeah, over there. Yeah, so there was just <clears throat> very, I was very limited on um, the women that I was while overseas. Mm -hmm. um, so it was kind of like just kind of me in this man's world um, for a long time. So it was just. Um, like, wouldn't it have been nice to have a novel or something you can read during pastime is like an escape for women when the starring role is about another woman joining mm -hmm. the military and her experience is kind of being a loner 
you know, the minority in a in a big man's world. Right, so, right. Um, yeah, and I just kind of want to touch on some of the issues that they deal with. Um, so it's it's a little bit of a mix of a fun book about you know just a woman being in the military and how she got there, but you know there's other things that she's has she's had to deal with that I think a lot of women in the military can relate to. The other thing that's glorious about you is that uh, you you work you volunteer you work with homeless children, foster children, and uh, the the family readiness group. Uh, how do you? How do you find time? How do you find time to write? You're also a mom. Yeah. You, you're you're volunteering. How do you how do you do it? Um, you know what? I just kind of do one thing at a time, and that and now that I do have a child, um, it you know I find having the time to do all this a little bit less. Mm -hmm. But I kind of just just do what I can. So um, for example, coming up on November 10th, I'll do. Um, I'll do this soldiers walk where we walk and we get we walk the whole marathon route, the 26.2 oh, wow. miles. And what we'll do is all the all the money that we receive from there for donations and everything, we give to um, a retreat in Colorado that is specifically for soldiers and families suffering from PTSD. Wow. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. Wow. And every, you know, a little bit of my book sales, a portion will go to that. Yes, I have so, that in my notes. 10% of all your yeah. book sales to homeless veteran programs. Right, yeah. My goodness. Yeah, so it, it was just kind of, you know, I've had a, being in the military, um, you know, I've seen a lot of people suffer. Mm -hmm. um, suicide is huge. Sure. So, um, you know, we kind of walk to, you know, represent that this is something that happens a lot of soldiers. The statistics have slightly changed, but, you know, there's a high amount of veterans that take their own lives every day. So if we could do something to prevent that, like the retreat in Colorado, um, for, and just make an awareness that these people do suffer silently, um, even though they might come home and seem okay. Sure. So I've lost friends on the way due to suicide, I've, you know, I've had people, you know, go to drugs and alcohol and um, to deal with their pain of being at war. So it's just something that I inspired me. Not only do I love to write and write about this military experience, I want to, you know, give back to my community of people that, you know, I deployed with and that need the help. So that really inspired it this woman, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and I can't help but notice that something has materialized between us. Something, Sarah, has come between us. Uh, I, so I, I guess this is probably the cue for the phrase that pays. So, Sarah Taylor, tell me about your damn book. Okay, <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> um, so my next book, um, Book Wars, um, is a really fun book. It doesn't really relate on any big military issues. Okay. Um, not in this series, but in the next few series, we might touch more on that. Okay. Um, this one is really just about um, being both children in the cover of Military Brats and um, their parents are in the military full time. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll get to that again in another series. But this one is just kind of about um, everyday life at school. I just wanted something that I thought 
um, you know, there's so many books about magic and sci-fi um, for kids now. And there was just, I wanted to write something that maybe just everyday life that they could relate to. Okay. Um, so this one is about the new girl. Well, I'm sorry. Um, the, the girl, the kind of the cool girl, popular girl at school sure. um, is here, Molly, on the front cover. And she's, you know, the winner of everything, the teacher's pet, mm -hmm. the go-to. Mm -hmm. Everyone likes her. She's kind of just the winner at everything. Just one of those kids. Yeah, I hate those and kids. To, yeah, that yeah. everyone hates, but they're all friends <laughs> with them anyways, yeah, and yeah. teachers love them anyways. Yeah. So she's that girl. Her parents, you know, are officers in the military. Uh, everything kind of stops when this new kid, Jameson, also featured on the cover, mm -hmm. is like kind of coming in and he's this new cool kid and teaching the other kids how to skateboard and you know even the nerdier kids he's really nice to mm -hmm. and just the teachers love him so she's kind of met her match and she's uh -huh. like oh no what what now right. I'm I've always been this highlight of the school and now here's this kid what do I do and she's trying to tell her friends like you know you don't really want to be friends or hang out with him. And they're like, actually, we do. <laughs> so it's just kind of cute. So what happens is he, um, you know, now there's a book competition of who can read the most books, which Molly wins every single year. Mm -hmm. And Jameson signs up to compete. And, uh, you know, she's really scared he's going to win. So she kind of goes to war and sabotages the books that he's supposed to read. And he retaliates. Um, I don't want to give away the ending, but it's no, just kind of, yeah. <laughs> so it's just kind of fun. I think, you know, it's based for kids between 8 and 12, middle okay. school ages. And I think that every kid could kind of relate to it. At some point, you're kind of high up there. And then sometimes you fall back and... Um, you know, a little bit about bullying, a little bit about, you know, where to, where do you find yourself? Mm -hmm. Who are you? To, you were this person today, and now you're not that person anymore. So it, it just touches a little bit about everyday life at school and what, you know, kids are going through. So, um, you know, I just thought it was re a really fun read, and I'm actually working on the next one, and I hope to have a, ser a few series of them to come out. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, so this one is currently available. It's currently available, yes. And any thoughts on when the, the next one might be? Um, probably early 2019. 2019. Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. Nice. So. so book wars, people. Yeah. Get your hands on book wars. <laughs> um, season one, we had a segment on the show called uh, Questions from the Great Unwashed. Okay. And that's where we would solicit uh, questions from... You know, social media. We would we would have people ask questions to ask the authors, and and uh, it was it was a very mixed bag. It was it, it got very weird very fast. Okay, so, I'm sure. So <laughs> we have we have eliminated that for season two. Okay, and we have replaced it with a segment called the five. So it's five standard questions that we're going to be asking okay. every author who comes on the show. And uh, I have them all set. And if you're ready, we'll do the five. Sure. All right. All right. Okay. Question one. If they published an author's yearbook today and you were in it, okay. what would you be voted most likely to do? Hopefully succeed. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't everybody want that one, though? Come right? on. 
Succeed. Um, <laughs> that's what everyone's going to say. I know, right? <laughs> Maybe, oh gosh, that's one I'd have to think about. Uh, <laughs> Do you want to pass on that and come back to us? Yeah, we'll pass okay. on that one. All right, we'll I'll, well, I'll we'll stick with my succeed. All right, you can stick I'm with your succeed. I'm the first one of the that's season, fair. so no one stole my That's true. Yet. That's very true. That's the advantage of being the first <laughs> author in season two. You can say whatever you want, and you're not repeating right, anyone. That's fair true. enough. Okay. <laughs> Question two. Which four faces would appear on your author's Mount Rushmore? Oh, gosh. Obviously, I'd have to say J.K. Rowling. Sure. Because she's, you know, she's really turned literacy around, you know, brought literacy and made such a movement and impact with her books. Sure. But I think she's, even if you, you know, I like magic and I've read her books mm -hmm. and, um, you know, uh, it's not something I write about, but um, I think that. You know, she's definitely made such a movement with sure. writing, and Absolutely. I really commend her on that. I agree. Um, especially coming from, you know, she didn't really come from very much. True. So it was just kind of an idea that it really turned out to be something fantastic. So I would have to say, you know what, what kind of inspired book gores was um, a diary, the author of A Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Okay. Um, and I've been to his bookstores and everything, and he's great. Um, but I, he kind of is kind of what I'm doing, and I, that kind of inspired me a little bit. His books are huge, mm -hmm. you know, every kid was reading them, which is such, you know, such an impact to be able to get our kids to want to read. Sure. Um, especially at these young ages. And he just also kind of had, um, you know, he kind of writes about everyday life in school. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what kids are going through, not everything is... You know, it's just kind of, I think, something every kid can identify with. Mm -hmm. And that's, that is what inspired me. Okay. Everyday life of what we all go through. You have the great days and the bad days and the sure. awkwardness in between. Mm -hmm. So um, I would definitely have to put him up there. Okay. That's two. Yep. So, and then uh, us. We're authors, and us. right? Okay. So. Nice. Okay. So J.K. Rowling, so. the author of Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and us. Yes. That's beautiful. I love that. I want. I want to be in the uh, Lincoln spot. If I, okay. if I, if I have my druthers, I, I would like to be in the Lincoln spot. Uh, question three: What's something about you that, if revealed, would surprise and amaze those who know you best? You know, I think people often say, oh, you don't look like somebody that was in the military. And then we don't come with, you know, a certain look. Mm -hmm. It's just anyone can join and they, you know, they don't think I looked like somebody that kind of fit that role. But, you know, I did and I think that kind of amazes people that I, not only was I in the military, but that I deployed, you know, overseas twice in a war-torn territory. Sure, so, yeah. Because yeah. you are quite glamorous. Oh, so thank it is, you. So <laughs> it is hard to imagine you out in the middle of the desert yeah, in, in and, fatigues. And you know what, sometimes when I see, I meet another woman that just kind of looks like regular, I'm like, oh wow, you were in the military? You know, I'm kind of, I can see why people like, you just have an image of something totally different. Sure. You know, same with men. Uh -huh. So you just, you have this image of what you think and then you're like, nope, it's just everyday people. Nice. So. Okay. All right. Question four. What is your favorite curse word and in what phrase would you be most likely to use it? Um, My favorite question. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I would have to say... Um, what is my favorite curse word? I don't. I try not to swear, okay. especially being a mom. Uh -huh. I try not to say anything. But I mean, I guess I would if I had to swear. I'd have to say, um, you know, often oh shit comes up a lot, <laughs> you know, during the day. So I'd have to go with that. Oh shit. <laughs> so okay. So to to answer the two parts of the question, the the favorite curse word is shit. 
and the the phrase, phrase most is, likely is oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> nice. And finally, question five: If the world ended right after this video, what final message would you want to convey to your fans? My final message would be: You don't. You didn't know that. You know. The end of the world is coming, so live it every day like it is your last, because you never know when that will happen. Nice. And thank you for enjoying my books. <laughs> of course. And, and buy Book Wars. And buy Book Wars, <laughs> please. You'll like it. Your kids will like it. Perfect. So. Well, I can't think of any better way to wrap up this video. I want to thank Sarah Taylor for being my guest, my very first guest on season two of Tell Me About Your Damn Book. The book is Book Wars. It's available Amazon.com. Amazon.com. Yes. Okay. So grab yourself a copy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.